0: You are listening to Faithfully Feminine Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, it girls, and here I am again sounding, I don't know, nasally, but please bear with me. I don't know what's going on. I think it's like I'm having a summer cold, but not a cold. Ever since I flew back to D.C., not only were my ears popped for like a week and I didn't even realize, but I have been so congested. Can I even speak congested? But it's weird because I can breathe through my nose and everything, but I can I can like hear it. And I know y'all can hear it, too. But it's weird when I when I blow my nose, nothing comes out. So I don't know please bear with me so I might sound like this for the couple of episodes and I do apologize if it's distracting but it's life and I'm human um other updates that I do have for you all before we get into the episode one is I'm so excited to announce that I am back posting long form content on YouTube reason why I said long form is because I have actually not done away with YouTube if you don't watch YouTube shorts you probably then like, yo, where is Imani at? But I've just been posting on YouTube shorts. I've been repurposing like my TikToks and my IG Reels and putting them on YouTube. Shorts. honestly, YouTube has been getting the best of both worlds for me. Let's just be honest because I have my home stuff on IG Reels and I know that my, my following, I don't know if they're gonna like home stuff on TikToks. So I just don't post home stuff on TikTok and I don't post my TikToks on IG Reels. So IG Reels get... I don't know they get like a new they get a different side of me tiktok y'all get you know this main side the feminine content the lifestyle content i'm way more post personable on my tiktok and then youtube shorts gets the best of both worlds they get the ig Reels, they get the tiktoks and they have the very personal long form videos that i already do have but just without further ado Every Thursday, my YouTube videos will be posted. So this is how the week of content goes with me. I know it's a lot. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we have TikToks. Thursday um, nights, we have girl nights on TikTok. And then Thursday, we also have long form video being posted weekly. And then Wednesday weekly, we have the podcast. So I know. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And we're going to be consistent and stick to it. I've been the most consistent, actually, with the podcast and TikTok. I just feel like it's so easy to post short-form content. It's way easier. But now TikTok is, like, messing up. So we're taking our services back to YouTube, Chat. Because let me tell you about YouTube. They got that check, all right? And because I've been getting um, requests for vlogs. So now that I'm forcing myself to be out there and do vlogs... Here we go. I'm giving it another shot. (sighs) All right. That is very lighthearted compared to the conversation that we're going to have today. And if you have not already, go back and listen to this is the predecessor of the last episode, how to get good sleep. If you've been struggling with sleep paralysis, I give some tips at the end and also my testimony and what is sleep paralysis, and how I've been dealing with it throughout my life. So if you haven't already, go back and listen to that episode after this. But this one is going to be just the next step. So this one, we're going to be talking about bad dreams and how the enemy not only can attack us in our sleep while using sleep paralysis, child, the enemy can also attack us in our dreams. Um, But what I do want to point out is that, oh my, I just, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. What I do want to point out is that, Sleep paralysis does not come from God, correct? There, there's no godly sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis is a spiritual door that you have open, or a door that you have been trying to shut, but the enemy just put his foot in. You know how you try to shut the door on somebody and they put their foot in? They like not so fast. But yeah, that's basically sleep paralysis, <laughs> and a door as in spiritual door. But dreams can be God sent or from the enemy. So the God can grant you visions and dreams. That's not this episode. This episode is for the nightmares, girl. So I do want to make that huge distinguish. Sleep paralysis, devil. Dreams, devil, or God. But it's not going to take a rocket science to know. If you, if you feel your dream, you wake up from your dream. You're like, oh, okay, this is a God-sent dream. But you wake up from a dream. It's like, oh my gosh, thank God I woke up. This is a nightmare. This one's for you. I'm pretty sure we've all had nightmares throughout, throughout our lives, and not every nightmare is demonic per se, but I will say if you are experiencing nightmares, that is not from God. Just like sickness is not from God, just like fear is not from God, just like anxiety is not from God, and anything else that is not peace. God is the God of love, and he is the God of peace, God of forgiveness. He's protector. He's provider. The list goes on. But if it's not something that is peaceful, then it is not of God. So in the first episode, I established how the enemy can attack us. And this episode is about our nightmares, God's promise to us. So we're going to read John 14, 27. And this is God promises a lot in the Bible. If I sat here and talked about everything that he promised, child, we'd be here all, all day. But we're going to take to John 14, 27, and I am going to read to you God's promise. I stumbled upon this when I was going through my sleep paralysis, and it spoke to my heart directly. So chapter starts off, God's gift of peace, boom. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful you have heard me tell you I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the father because the father is greater than I. Verse 29, I have told you now before it happens. So when it does happen, you may believe. Verse 30, I will not talk with you much longer because the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me. On the contrary, so that the world may know that I love the Father, I do as the Father commanded me. Get up, let's leave this place. <sighs> so, of course, God, well, Jesus is talking, um, I believe, to his disciples here. I don't have the New King James Version when it's like in right? But Jesus is talking to his disciples here, but he's also talking to us. us. The Bible is the breathing document, right? And so it starts off, peace I leave with you just that statement right there Jesus is leaving he's about to leave right disciples don't know how he's about to make his grand exit yet but he's telling them hey I'm leaving you with peace and when I read that I just hear in my heart and I feel like in in God's way of talking to me right yeah I know the world is a little ghetto and I know it's gonna get real ghetto after I leave it might even get more ghetto but I'm going to leave you with peace, and that is a promise. He leaves us with peace, although the world is troubled. We do not have to wait until heaven to experience this peace. He left it to us. He told us that, right? It's bolded. It's red. And in the Lord's prayer, and I've I've been going to church, and well, duh, <laughs> like what? But. The pastor at Victory Church said something that was so beautiful to me. His um, sermons right now are on, like, how to pray, right? And I talked about how I had to speed memorize the Lord's Prayer, like, growing up. I would just always say the Lord's Prayer, and I would say it every day. It was kind of just, like, routine. I didn't realize how powerful that prayer is right, and I knew what I was saying, but I didn't really know what I was saying. And so, the part in the Lord's Prayer where it says it's my favorite part on earth as it is in heaven, we don't have to wait until heaven. The pastor pointed that out, we don't have to wait until heaven to experience peace, we can have peace on earth as it is in heaven. God's will will be done on earth and on heaven, child. And in the midst of what's going on, in the midst of spiritual attack, in the midst of even us sleeping, right? Those nightmares that we are experiencing or those nightmares that you might experience or have been experiencing is not peace. And so it's good to know that opening up this episode that I wanted to point that out. That is God's promise to you and to me, peace. His other promise is his will will be done. So his will is peace. His other promise is child. This will is going to be done on heaven and on earth. It don't matter what's going around, right? It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you're doing currently. But what matters is that when you lay your head down at night, God grants us peace. Another promise we're going to read. I just, I got to give you all some examples before we deep dive into this because I felt like when I was going through my nightmares, I was not only going through them, and it's just can it can be such a lonely place. I felt like one thing about being alone and feeling alone, right? Deep down inside, I started to get this feeling, and I you might be able to agree that maybe the Lord has left me, or maybe the Lord is punishing me, child. Both, depending on what day it was, right? And I would be scared to go to sleep because I felt like I was being punished by God. And that necessarily was not the case. It wasn't a punishment. It was just spiritual battle. Psalms 29, 11 reads, The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So not only does God promise you peace, he also gives you strength. One motiv- motivational speaker said, and I like to listen to motivational speakers, whether it's faith-based or regular, and I kind of just, you know, blur the lines. Like, okay, it's not just talking about myself; he's talking about God too, right? But someone once said to me, and it sticks with me, and I have to remind myself every day. And as I, as I was going through nightmares and sleep paralysis, I had to like get my like back, you know? Something like, you got to get up, like, girl, you can't just let the devil just beat on you. Like, get up and fight, and. I would always tell myself, Imani, nothing that did not create you can break you. And although you feel helpless, and although you feel hopeless, and although you feel powerless, God grants you, one, authority, two, strength, three, peace. And he also gives you the armor of God that you have to put on. But don't ever allow something that did not create you to break you. Girl, you got to get up and fight. It got to the point where I was mad. Like, how dare you disrupt my sleep, right? And so this verse right here, Psalm 29, 11, is just a reminder. The Lord gives us strength and he blesses his people with peace. And so... When you are dealing with that door that I talked about last episode and in this episode, that spiritual door that you could have very much well accidentally opened it. And it's not to say that just because you did something on purpose, whether you did it on purpose or not, uh, going back a few episodes, how I talked about how the devil and the enemy, he uses deception right, and distraction to prey on our ignorance. And it's your job. And your job to educate yourself, because the more you educate yourself, the more you can protect yourself against things that are not of God. When people fall into that new age Christianity, they don't really understand what they are allowing and unlocking and inviting into their lives. And so the enemy loves to pray off of that ignorance, even in the name new age Christianity. First of all, I don't even know who decided to wake up and give crystals, stars, cars, and numbers a whole, oh, we just gonna latch it, on, latch it on to Christianity, right? I don't know who woke up and decided to do that mess. But again, It is your job to build up your knowledge to protect yourself from it. So no matter if you open the door on purpose or just out of pure ignorance, you still open the door. And when you open the door, you allow the enemy to come in and disrupt your life and attack you. And one thing the enemy cannot stand, and I will continue to say this, the devil is literally if misery love company was a person. The enemy cannot stand you getting closer to God. The enemy can't stand you reading your Bible. The enemy can't stand when life gets hard, you're praying. The enemy can't stand the fact that you can't sleep and you decide to get up and worship God. Because he wants you to separate yourself from him. Because he knows his fate. We know his fate. And he knows his fate. If we know his fate, what makes you think that he doesn't know his fate? And so instead, he wants to have people follow him. He wants to drag people down with him so that he's not enduring his fate on his own. That is literally the game. That's the whole strategy. It's, it's a trick, but it's not really a trick. When you really know the real tea. and I just gave it to you, it's really not that hard to comprehend. And so when you start to deprive your body, right, when you start to gain knowledge and you start to understand, oh, playing with crystals and summoning spirits is, I don't know, maybe not a great thing. And you decide to stop or you decide to, hey, maybe I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage. And you decide to stop. You're deciding to sever ties that have been intertwined in you, and on you, and around you, it's almost like kicking someone out your place that you've allowed to stay in your place rent-free for years. And they're like, wait, 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 hold on now. I, I, was, I was just chilling with you for like 20 years. What you mean we can't be friends anymore? That's what our nightmares can be. And so when we deprive our bodies from the things that we crave and the things that we have been intertwined with for years, the longer you've been in the mess, the stronger that hold is, it's built up strength in you. And so we might be and we will be more sensitive to things. For an example, you go on a diet, right? For me, I love sweets. I have a really bad sweet tooth and I love french fries. So like chocolate and french fries are just my thing, my GM. And whenever you go on a diet, you deprive your body from unhealthy things, what starts to happen? You start to think sometimes you have this like two week, you have this two week period, right? It takes 21 days to form a new habit, psychology says, but you have this two week period of, okay, you start going through cravings. If you're anything like a coffee addict, you might have headaches. You might have mood swings because now your body is like leveling out with the blood sugar and stuff. You might have like repulsive thoughts. You start thinking about cookies and cupcakes all the time. I literally can walk through the streets and like, ooh, I smell chocolate. I'm at a restaurant, ooh, somebody ordered a chocolate cake. I smell it. My my senses are way more heightened whenever I deprive myself of something that I absolutely love and that's sweet. The same thing happens to our spiritual being, our spirit man within us. And so when we deprive ourselves of that sin and we decide to sever that tie, we're going to be more sensitive to spiritual, spiritual attacks. It's not that we haven't been going through the spiritual tech, child. The whole, the, the whole hold had a hold over our lives, but we didn't realize it because you're just playing in it, right? <laughs> you're playing in it. You don't know. The veil didn't come off your eyes. I was sleeping peacefully when I was out here fornicating, child. How is that? It's because you're not spiritually sensitive, because you're not walking closer with God. The closer you walk with God, the more spiritually sensitive you become. And so just like me smelling the chocolate cake at the restaurant, now I know, okay, this dream wasn't of God, so what have I been doing? So maybe you're daydreaming about it. Maybe you're actually dreaming about it. You're having nightmares. Maybe you're having sleep paralysis. Maybe you're having compulsive thoughts. And Of course, the remedy for this is to pray, but we're just going to take a step back and get into the history because I started to go down. I don't want to say a rabbit hole because it was just it was making me mad. And I felt like when I got essayed by a demon in L.A., I thought I was going crazy. And for the longest, like I told you in the last podcast episode, I did not know who to turn to because I was like, am I going crazy? This sounds insane. It literally sounds insane. Until I found out my friend was going through the same thing. Until I opened up YouTube and I hear somebody else's testimony. Until one day my preacher actually tells his testimony. And whenever someone shares their testimony, it creates a community and it's like, oh, Maybe I'm not crazy, right? And so I did have to go back to the history because some things just don't add up for me. And although the Bible is a living and breathing text, there are so many different versions, right, of the Bible. You, it doesn't take a rocket science to know this, but there are also books of the Bible that have been left out. Even as a child, when I learned about and stay with me now it's still gonna connect to dreams even as a child when i learned about you know adam and eve that's the first bible story i remember adam and eve and eve bit the apple and got adam to bite the apple too and god told him not to eat from the tree of good and evil and as a child the first question i had was wait so why was there even a tree of good and evil in the first place wait so how did satan fall from lucifer fall from being an angel so he was created, and he decided that he was just going to stomp on his own beat. And then well, where was this at? I feel like there's some 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 stuff that's missing. Wait, where did these giants come from in the Bible? Where is some of this information coming from? And I see as we have different versions, almost like playing the game of telephone. Of course, the Bible is very much real. But when it comes to versions and playing the game of telephone – What happens when you play the game of telephone? Some messages get left out. And, of course, it gets into history of the Catholic Church and the Catholics versus the Protestants. We're not going to go way too deep into that. But just knowing that the Bible is a breathing breathing text, and although you might not see it spelled out in the Bible as, yeah, so when you do certain things, the devil could come at you and get nightmares. There's a reason why you see so many different verses about sleep in the Bible. There's a reason why you see God emphasize many times in the Bible, hey, I give you peace. I give you peace as a reminder. Now, they could have very much taken out that verse that said, hey, when you lay down, the enemy give you sleep paralysis. That's the devil, child. <laughs> I do believe it was taken out somewhere. It might be in some version. Um, so yes, there are certain books of the Bible that have been omitted, depending on what version you have, and some things don't seem to add up sometimes. But even outside of the Bible that we have, we, talk, we see sleep paralysis and nightmares talked about all over within Greek mythology, within Brazilian mythology. I didn't even know Brazilian mythology was a thing. Within the Romans, within more. And so, as I was doing my research, because I could not sleep, I was really trying to figure out what the heck was going on, I, I came across um, a scholarly article. And it was talking about. I read the article and I was like, oh, heck no, I rebuked this in the name of Jesus. But the article basically was calling it um, succubus and what's the other? It's two demons that are sex demons, right? But the article gathered people that said that they felt like they experienced a demon having intercourse with them. And because it was a scholarly article, I'm like, oh, so even like this school knows that this is a thing. It then went on to say that the people were schizophrenic because they thought this, and so imagine me reading this, and I'm like, "Do I have schizophrenia?" I'm like, "Oh hell, hell no, hell to the no!" Oh my gosh, mind you, I'm reading this at a coffee shop, y'all, and I'm just like, "Oh no!" I just start praying, like I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, like I, I know I don't, but. When you talk about certain things to people who are worldly, you can't go to certain people about certain things. That's just period. That's spiritual. That's anything. And so when you talk about spiritual battles and spiritual warfare to a person who is already in their mess, like I said, sleeping well at night when they was fornicated, they have no recollection. They don't understand. And so they might use science to back, okay, you're just crazy, schizophrenia. They might use... um. No, it was just a nightmare. No such thing as sleep paralysis. No such thing as a demon assaulting you, like ever. No such thing as demons. They might go as far as saying that. And so I just want to tell you that be careful when you're reading things and you're researching things. And if something is happening to you or has happened to you and you don't know who to go to, one, go to the church that you trust. Just like all men are not to be trusted, all churches are not to be trusted, that's just life, I hate that it's like that, but that's just life, you want to find somebody who is spiritual sound, and that's going to go into my action items, so a couple action items that I have for nightmares, and to just make sure that you are surrounded, first things first, first things first, is you want to get in community. I talk about this all the time. I think I talk about this in like multiple podcasts. You want to have and try to make spiritually grounded friends, faith-based friendships, friendships who are in faith, however you want to label it. You want to be able to have these uncomfortable conversations with people and they understand what you're talking about. We get it. You have different friend groups for different things, but this one is your very much life. So why would not, why, wait, pause, this one is your life. This is your soul. So why would you not have faith-based friends? Then, after you do that, one, you're going to recognize God and his power and his promises. Recognize God, his power, and his promises. You need to read about his promises, and you need to understand what is given to you. They're like, God gives us so many gifts, but when you're not well versed on the gifts that you have, and the authority that you have, you've been granted, you might walk through life and not even need it. It's like calling on God, like, God, please save me from, please save me from these nightmares, girl, he already did. It's already, it it's already written. It is already finished. He already did, right? You just need to recognize that. So two, call it out and call out the spirit. Call it out. Call it by name. If that's the case, you know, mine was with sex, right? For the most part, the worst part was with sex. I've been having nightmares and everything all throughout my life, even before sex. But the worst part was sex, Um call it out, call it out by name, call out the spirit by name and utilize the authority that God grants you, understand that you have authority, right, and we're gonna, let me read my, my favorite, this is not my favorite verse, this, that is problematic, <laughs> we're gonna go to Acts 19, 13-16, And it kind of shines a light on authority. All right, Acts 13 through 16, child, let's get into it. (laughs) Okay, now some of the internet Jewish exorcists also attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches, seven sons of Sceva a Jewish high priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus, and I recognize Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they ran out of the house naked and wounded. Let's, let's pause for a second. Y'all, all right. Let's gather ourselves after reading that. I remember the first time this verse was read to me, I was like, oh, the Destiny. can you imagine praying and the evil spirit talk back to you and say, "I know who I know who Jesus is. I know who Paul is, but who are you?" So as I'm giving you these things, and as you may be worked up because I am telling you, girl fight, put your boxing gloves on, get in the ring. It's time to get in the ring because if your sleep is getting messed with and God is already granted us peace as he left, that means the devil is really playing in your face. And just like you wouldn't allow a man or a friend to play in your face, you shouldn't allow the devil to play in your face either. But there comes a time where it's like, you have to know who you are in Christ. You can't just say, okay, Imani told me to do this. I'm going to do it. Right? Because at the end of the day, I'm not saying an evil spirit going to talk back to you. And I mean, it could very much well happen. I wouldn't put that off the table. But at the end of the day, you have to know who you are in Christ. You have to believe it down to your core. You have to believe down to your core that God already, Jesus already left. He granted me peace. He granted me the helper. He granted me the Holy Spirit. You have to know that in your core, like the back of your hand, like the ABCs when you grow up, y'all, you have to believe it. It's not like you have to kind of believe it because you can't really see it. Right now, Because you're going through nightmares. You have to believe it in your heart because where you're calling out things, even when you're praying for people, I know that's not this episode, but when you're calling out things and you're calling it by name, that enemy knows exactly who God is, but he's counting on you to not know who you are with God, to not know that you have authority with God. And so don't try to mimic what other people or what a preacher has done or what you see somebody is doing. Don't try to mimic that. You see somebody on TikTok telling you to sleep with your Bible open with your Bible verse under your pillow, don't mimic that. The only thing that's going to work is knowing who you are within Christ. Because the Spirit, they know what's going on. They know what's up. And you got to be ready to fight for real. And so when the pre when the exorcists were trying to just mimic, right, what Paul was doing, through God, for, for one, it was God, right? Just working through Paul. They're not really understanding. That's like, okay, something with Paul and God going on, uh, Paul casting out demons and doing all this stuff. We want to do that too. But they don't have the relationship with the Lord like Paul has the relationship with the Lord. And so when the demons or when the evil spirits say, who are you? You got to know who you are. Because they're counting on you not to. And so that is the most important thing. And outside of that, you have to put on the arm of God. You have to understand and believe in your heart everything I just said. You can try different things. Also, swap some music for podcast episodes. Swap some of the music for audiobooks. Swap some music for Christian rap or Christian pop just to kind of detox. I'm not saying forever, but if you're constantly listening to worldly music, watching worldly TV constant, I mean, all gas, no break, (laughs) you're getting wrapped up into that and you're, you're playing a dance. You have the door still cracked, right? And so another thing that is super helpful is to worship before you go to bed. Not only pray, but to actually worship before you go to bed. Thank God for everything that He's doing. Thank God for allowing you to sleep peacefully. Thank God for granting you peace. Just thank God for everything that you every not everything like calling out by name because you're not gonna go to, you're not gonna be able to go to sleep if you think of everything He's possibly done for you. But just thank Him, worship Him, be in His presence, ask Him to come in your, um to come into your presence. Ask him to um, the Holy Spirit to just work within you. And nine, God grants you authority. Use it. I have it bold underlined Use it. You have the authority to call out things to close the door and although you might have cracked the door although you might have opened the door the same way you can open a door you can close the door the same way you crack the door you can move the devil's foot you move the enemy's foot out the way slam the door and lock it you have the power to do that because God grants us power it's not the old testament no more you ain't got to go into the tabernacle child God already grants you the power and thank God he did because reading the old testament as an older woman is a wild thing it's like dang no matter what (laughs) no wonder why the israelites was tripping like this <laughs> there's a lot of laws this is hard not everyone has access we have the holy spirit we have the authority like mary mary said it's the god in me so share this with a friend if you think a friend has been having sleepless nights and i'll see y'all in the next episode i love y'all and god love y'all